Hey everybody, superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Loveline, episode 430 from May 27th, 1997. No guest tonight, Thursday night show. The show starts with some audio difficulties causing Adam to rant about Westwood One, a rant that would recur many, many times for the next eight years. They read a bunch of emails, and they reference the 1995 No Doubt incident. Adam reveals Drew's wife called him earlier in the day to nag about what he talks about on the show. And Adam tells a story about spending the weekend with an unattractive girl in San Diego where he got drunk and took off in the morning. They reference a 1997 Nissan commercial, and the Sneaker Pimps incident is brought up as well. Between this episode and 429 with Margaret Cho, it's really the most we have about the Sneaker Pimps incident. Sadly, we still don't have a tape for that episode. No fans recorded it, and somehow it's missing from the official archive as well. If you recall, the official archive was long rumored to never exist, so we're lucky to even have the shows we've found so far. As per usual, it's recorded in 1997. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on Current Day Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Check out the Podcast One app for iOS and Android devices. Mahalo and get on. Two. Welcome with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Would you sleep with sick women? I may be pregnant, but I'm still a man. Spank the unruly ones. It's indecent, it's vulgar, it's blasphemous. And I write you that you can't stand up. Come on, come on, let's go down. For an adult audience, Loveline may contain sexually oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. Here's Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Yeah, all right. Uh, phone number for uh, a new mic or something? Uh, just me. Uh, phone uh, phone number 1 800 LOVE 191. Fax number 310 854 4455. I'm Adam Carolla. That is uh, Dr. Drew, a board certified physician. An addiction medicine specialist. Uh, how are you, Drew? I'm good. Your voice sounds better. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Your voice sounds better than average. So. Ah. Yeah, something's going on. Yeah. Uh, I'm being filtered yeah. uh, somehow. My voice is being purified. Uh, anyway. Uh, One of the content will follow equally. Uh, now my voice sounds like weird. Yeah, I doubt that. Uh, no. All right. Uh, I'll tell you what we'll do here. Uh, as a matter of fact, all Westwood One programming should work this way. Uh, if any of the powers that be uh, from Westwood One are listening, uh, here's a proposal, and I'm not being facetious, uh, because Engineer Mike came in here all bent out of shape a couple of uh, days ago because I've been going on my uh, small tirades against Westwood One and their uh, facilities. And uh, when I say facilities, uh, I mean like facilities, like when someone says, uh, would you like to use the facilities? Uh, and they they pass Engineer Mike in the hall and they give him a bunch of crap because he is the um, he's the only vestige part, of yeah. this show. Yeah. He is uh, he is an appendage of this show that is uh, stupid enough to wander down the hall in front of the brass there. But here would be my suggestion for uh, Westwood One and all the shows that they run on the, this uh, fine network. Uh, they should start each show instead of you know how most radio works. You start you you start clean. You know uh, you start at uh, eight o'clock and it runs to ten. Then maybe another show from uh, ten to midnight like our show. They ought to start them about uh, quarter to ten, ten to ten for a technical run. That's Dress right. Rehearsal. That's right. That's right. We could we could we could dedicate the first ten minutes of each show to actually just working out the technical bugs. 
because uh, radio is a relatively new technology, Drew. It's only been around uh, 85 years or so, or maybe 100 years. So uh, oh, Marconi would be uh, rolling over in his grave if he could uh, speak to the Westwood One folks. All right, uh, enough about the people that employ me. What is uh, no guests tonight? All right, good. Yeah, that's nice. That means more fun for me and Drew and more callers. Uh, that would be you. Next week, we have, uh, oh, what the hell? Oh, oh, Natalia Seguli. 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 All right. Well, you, you're writing in, in lemon juice there, and I can't read that from here. All right. Anyway, she's, uh, yeah, she's from uh, Pacific Palisades, a real hottie. Uh, Stephen Baldwin will be in. Tyra Banks will be in. And Prodigy will not be in. Uh, that's okay. Screw them. We don't want them. Um, Tom Arnold will then be in. So, uh, well, it's quite a full plate, uh, Producer Ann. It's a, quite a uh, guest buffet, Producer Ann has spread out for us. All right, some quick email before we get to the phones. Uh, this one is uh, for me. This is from uh, Lisa and David from uh, Phoenix, Arizona. My boyfriend and I uh, think Adam talks way too much here lately. Here, here. <laughs> uh, Ann, would you like to third that? Um, Adam, you're a great guy, but uh, maybe you should start taking more calls and talking less. All right, right so I, that count. I, that's fine. In they fact, must. I'm they must. Why don't you put up. that up? Yeah, yeah. I can Thank point you. Point at it when you start talking too much. Please. And apparently, they know me uh, as a uh, off the air. Really? Uh, I'm guessing. Well, they think I'm a great guy. They just don't <laughs> like me talking. <laughs> I'm not sure where I know them from. Maybe I went to high school with them or something. Uh, Drew, tell Adam to stop his constant bitching. He could still be pounding nails and crapping in a plastic outhouse. Yeah. Uh, not uh, that he still was, does this, it. This was uh, Engineer Mike's point of view. I think uh, th nobody wants to hear you go on and on and on. Hey, this is from Engineer Mike. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, listen, here's the thing. As I was telling Engineer Mike, uh, and Mike has an agenda because he doesn't like getting beat up uh, by the powers that be here at Westwood One when we're not around. But the deal is, is whatever happens, happens. When the mic uh, craps out, when the mic then works again, we talk about it. I suppose. Uh, because uh, that's how it goes. All right, here's one from, uh, I have uh, uh, Justin. Uh, why did you have to piss off Gwen Stefani? Uh, I thought Adam was pretty cool till then. Drew, you're cool and you used to work with my dad. Hmm. I guess uh, he sold peyote too in college. Give me a break. Anyway, I just wanted to say, uh, why do you have to be so stupid, Adam? Oh, it's, a, it's a banner uh, email day. Uh, the, listen, the whole no doubt thing uh, we've won over a thousand times. I essentially said nothing. Uh, they copped an attitude. Uh, they're all nice people, uh, I'm sure, but they don't want to come back on the show. And because they don't want to come back on the show, I'll not have them on the show. They're forbidden from the show. Uh, uh. Uh, it is uh, yes. like uh, me forbidding Cindy Crawford from ever giving me oral pleasure. Right. I'm sure. just going to beat her to the punch. I'll have a proactive uh, defense. defense. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, and the last piece of email uh, coming from... Uh, I don't know what the hell. Everyone's got a weird name these days. Oh, this is right. Oh, ah, this, the Crown Royal Sack is back. Thank you, Engineer Mike. Uh, take it easy with the community college jokes. I'm a oh. fairly intelligent person. Uh, I could get into most Big Ten schools, but I'm not smart enough to get a scholarship. My friend. Oh, so she can't afford it, apparently. Uh, my friends and I take crap every day for going to City College. We don't need to hear it on a show we uh, really like to listen to. Well, that's kind of a backhanded compliment. 
Uh, now that that is off my chest, yes, Adam, I said chest. I want to say that uh, I really enjoy your show. Dr. Drew is uh, studying psychology and uh, drug addiction, and uh, Dr. Drew is a great role model for her. All right. Uh, here's, that, uh, go ahead. You <clears throat> let me say this about community college. There are a handful of yeah. people, mostly Asian, who are going uh, to community colleges who have an academic agenda. Right. Uh, and, and those people, interestingly... There's like four people out of uh, the several thousand community colleges spread out over this great land of ours that are actually going there uh, to study. Those people, by the way... Not including the I, faculty, by I, the way. I was thinking about this the other day. People I knew in medical school and beyond who had gone sort of that route tend to train forever. They tend to be the super academicians. They're so grateful at being able to do this they tend to get they tend to lose their liberal arts education because they never got that they stay in these professional type trainings forever they stay in forever they become the researchers the faculty uh, they, they never be, get out of college well, that's no, what they, they, no 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 well, believe me, i know what goes on there a lot of guys uh, majoring in uh, hacky sack uh, bong whittling and uh, granola bar snacking a lot of guys playing intramural softball. Uh, there's nothing going on at these junior colleges. Th there is that. Uh, that here's uh, what we should do. If we turned uh, every junior college into a uh, trade school slash uh, prison work camp, this would be a much greater country. We, here's what we do, Drew. We take every junior college and we just turn it into, uh, look, you, you either take woodworking or you, take, uh, you, you learn, to be, uh, learn to weld. That'd be it. Or auto mechanics. Boom. But, but this country right back on but, its feet again. But your element was not a bunch of guys taking human uh, sexuality. I took human sexuality in junior college. Uh, today we got a transvestite's going to come in and answer some questions. Uh, that's a good use of the tax money. Uh, when'd you get your penis lopped off? Uh, that's a transsexual, Larry. Uh, you you really should have been here yesterday and uh, studied the course outline. All right. Oh please. And 20. Hi. Hey. Um, I got a question about birth control. Yes. Um, okay. Uh, I was, I started on birth control. I, I did the pill when I was like 16 or 17, mm. and that didn't work out. I kind of had what they called a mini stroke. Oh, so then, really? Yeah. Not good. <laughs> what pill were you on? Do you remember? Uh, I think it was a try something. Do you have any history of migraines? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. They All sound right. pretty good for a mini stroke. Uh, well, a transient, transient well, it was, scheme, it was reversed. Like a weird vision thing and pain in the shoulder and stuff like that. What do you mean reversed? Well, it's called transient ischemic event. It's a reversible ischemic neurologic deficit where people have a stroke that resolves. The blood's okay. re, re, uh, uh -huh. the blood supply is reinitiated to that part huh. of the brain that was cut off. Well, that's all right then. Okay. But you don't want to be on the pill again. That's yeah. That. So, but after that, I, I did Depo-Provera. Yeah. And I did that for probably a little over two years. Yeah. Um, it was all right, except for. I was kind of, I had like major mood swings and stuff, which could just be me anyways, because I have a history of that. But um, I stopped taking that like around um, probably October. And so I haven't been on anything. And I'm just now finally, you know, getting back to being normal again. But I really, I don't want to have children ever. And I'm, I'd like to have birth control that doesn't screw with your hormones. Uh -huh. <laughs> Why don't you want to have children ever? I, I just don't want kids. Why? No. Why? I'm, I'm going for the wallet already, yeah. Ann. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nine minutes yeah. into the show, I'm reaching for the backside. Yeah. And Why? It's uh, not to scratch as usual. I'm going for the wallet. Oh, for, for pretty much every reason there is not to have them. There's, you know, of course, the, the pain and then the, there's the financial. The, and the, the pain? 
it's I've just I don't want to be responsible for something like that. <laughs> what what happened to you that that uh, makes that so difficult for you to struggle with? Um, nothing. I don't know. Um, well, I was raised by a single mom. If that if that's anything. And that was a painful experience or a tough experience? Or? No, I just saw what she had to go through to you know raise a kid, and she had to dedicate her whole life to kids, which you need to do. But where's right. your dad? He's in California. Where uh, did he cut out early? Uh, yeah, they were divorced when I was probably like. You know what? Uh, I have mixed feelings about about Anne saying this. On one hand, I, I you you think that's great. She knows she knows what she's getting into with child rearing, and she's not up to it, and, and she doesn't want to do it. That's great. On the other hand, it's precisely the person that can look at things honestly and say that kind of thing that should be raising children. Yes, uh, we command you uh, to have offspring immediately, Anne. <laughs> no, uh, it's true. It's true. It's 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 catch twenty two of yeah. rearing. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, because so, usually we're talking to a, uh, the uh, cocky 15-year-old who says, uh, yeah, I need uh, three of them uh, uh, for cuddling. Give her a birth control. Right, what I'm exploring is whether or not it would be appropriate for you to have some sort of uh, fertile, you know, some sort of uh, tubal ligation or something, which is more permanently affect <laughs> Getting fixed. Right? Yeah. That, that is always available to you. There, well, there, there are lots of sort of experimental and newer means of birth control out there that you might want to explore. Barrier methods, intravaginal methods of various types. I, I, mean, I hope what kind of intravaginal methods, Drew? You know, caps and rings and there are various things out there that, that people could try. And uh, I, I hate to... Chachis? Chachis. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure she could also consider IUD since she, her fertility is not a, a, a prominent issue yeah, for her. But she's only 20, and I guess she's uh, she's a little bitter, and um, you know she could be turned around five years right, from now. That's right. So she needs to have a, sit down and have a talk with her gynecologist and explore some other I'll options. tell you, Drew, if she saw those beautiful kids of yours and that beautiful wife, uh, <laughs> I, I, I got to believe that it would be... Uh, uh, please, uh, get up off the floor, Drew. 180 degrees. Yeah, Drew's wife called me today and uh, gave me an earful. Uh, she monitors the show like the FCC. I, she was playing. Uh, she was reading excerpts uh, from a uh, from the log, from the transcripted log, uh, from uh, some of them ranging back as far as the uh, fall of '84. Uh, so uh, Drew's wife and uh, myself had a, a lovely confrontational conversation on the phone today. Which, uh, if what does she listen to the show for? I, I I cannot believe that she doesn't get enough of you at home, Drew. I'm not home that much. This this is the way we stay connected. I can't you do something else to stay connected? It's way too much pressure on me knowing that she's monitoring the radio that way. Just tell her much you care about. She's her. a I'm, lovely woman. Yeah. I tell you, Drew. Uh, you uh, I, yeah, no. So anything happens to you, I'll I, I'll, I gotta, I'll snatch her right a, up. A twinge of jealousy and, and, ran and my through talons. me today. Yeah, listening to you guys talk, it was a little bit too uh, lively. Well, let me tell you what's going on with me and uh, Susan right now. It's, it's one of those I hate you. Uh, yeah, but there's a love hate thing. Yes, very yes. strong going it's very on. Very strange. Here. Uh, I'll tell you what's going on right now. <clears throat> I look at Susan, and she's quite a lovely uh, blonde. Uh, I don't know, late twenties, uh, mid twenties. What? She can't be older than fifteen, can't she, Drew? But you, you started courting uh, when she was uh, still. Uh, you had to wean her off her mother's breast uh, to, to in order give, to take to her get, out to give birth to the trip. But here's what's going on. I'm circling around uh, like a condor, just circling slowly in the warm uh, Santa Ana updrafts that uh, collect here in Southern California, and I'm looking down at her like she's a field mouse. But I see you, and you're uh, another field mouse, and you guys are sort of scurrying around a little bit. But the second you duck into a hole. Or something happens to you. I'll swoop down with my powerful talons and grasp her up. Carry her away. Somewhere far, far away. 
somewhere that she can arrange because she's a travel agent. All right, so she's a fine woman. Is that fine? All right, now, Susan, turn the radio off. <laughs> Jonathan, 23. Hey, how you doing? Good. Um, I have a quick question for you guys. It's probably more directed towards you. By the way, why are you getting slammed on these emails? Uh, I usually pick the abusive ones out. Oh. Uh, there's usually, like, uh, stacks and stacks and stacks saying, uh, Adam, we worship you as our god. Gotcha. But uh, I never pull those out because I feel it'd be a little self-serving, and that's not my style. <laughs> I think you're hilarious. Uh, Dr. I, Drew, you're pretty funny, too. Uh, my question is uh, on oral sex. Mm-hmm. Hello? We're here. Oh. Um, oh try that again. Uh, say uh, your question is on oral sex. My question is on oral sex. Okay. Uh-huh. Oral <laughs> sex. Go ahead. Thanks. Yeah, you got to kind of lead me on here. Um, when I go down on my girlfriend... Uh, and I'm, I do it for five or six minutes. Eventually, she gets to the point where she says it's too intense and I have to stop. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, what I really want to do is eventually, you know, have her... I'd love to be doing that and have her have an orgasm, cause her to have an orgasm right. with my mouth. But it's too than, intense. Right. And I'm wondering what I can do to, to change that. Uh, well, Mel, uh, uh, yeah, I was going to say, Melrose Place starts at 9... Uh, you better get down there about 8.30 instead of, uh, like, uh, 8.55. I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking that's where the intensity call comes in. No, no. I mean, he's, he, listen, uh, two things can be happening. One is that it's too intimate, too, too uncomfortable a situation to be in for her. Some women don't like that, believe it or not. And the other is... I wish I could meet one. The other is uh, he's not doing it right, and she can't tell him for some reason what she needs. Well, here's the thing. If... if now, I, um, uh, contrary to popular belief, I don't have a vagina. Yes, I oh, do not. This is, this is an amazing evening. Uh, it's, I don't exactly have a penis, but it's certainly not a vagina. It's much closer to a penis than it is a vagina. Right. And I can tell you that, uh, there's, I can, but I can picture having a vagina because I've uh, been in touch with uh, not only my feminine side, but um, a handful of women's uh, feminine side from the valley mainly. All right. And I can tell you uh, that I can imagine it feeling uh, good and intense, but once you make it five or six minutes, it's not the intensity thing. I mean, if she stopped you in the first 30 seconds, there'd be a weird uh, intensity thing. Right, like it's too, too uh, That's like uh, you take your tongue, you rub it on the roof of your mouth. It's weird. And you can only take it for about five seconds. Yeah. Or somebody does something, uh, puts their finger somewhere, or tickles you, or does something that feels strange. You can only take it for a very short period of time. Anything you can take for five minutes, you could probably take for 15. True. Uh, what, what, Ann? Logic is also what, Ann? I was just going to say, if you had a vagina, you would need some serious waxing. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to be dipped. Oh, could you imagine Bad. the look? Oh, I just have, I'd have They'd to... Have to yeah, they charge you double. I have to bring, like, a vomit bag uh, with me. Cause you, you wouldn't know where the vagina started. Huh. Well, why right. couldn't you just use my penis? <laughs> I, I really, uh, you, you really would never know. You'd have to bring uh, some tissue and see where it's stuck. That's the only way you could find out where my vagina was. You done? Yeah, <laughs> do you have anything worthwhile to tell us? No, that's it. <laughs> Oh, thank you. All right. So uh, well, now wait a minute. Let's what? help Jonathan. So, 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 right. have you asked her why it's too intense? What you can do to make it better? Yeah, she just. I mean, she claims that it's great, but then it gets to a point where it's too intense, and she just wants to have sex, which is fine with me. Uh huh. Has she ever had any problems? Uh, I mean, does she not want to orgasm with you? 
No, she she does. She uh, orgasms when you're having sex. Right. Uh, it's easier. All right. She's faking it. That's <laughs> no, a possibility. Oh, it's a very, very strong possibility because. Why would she say that though? Why would she say what? That she's, you know, I don't, you know, if you're not having an orgasm, tell me and let's change the way we're doing it. Well, because she cares about you, she cares about your fragile ego, she wants you to feel good about yourself, and she may be incapable of having an orgasm, in which case she does not want to go on uh, for hour upon hour while you uh, search in vain. <laughs> Uh, for her elusive orgasm. There, it makes her feel inadequate and less worthwhile if she can't do that for you. She doesn't uh, want to risk losing you. And the, the horrible reality is women are taught they're supposed to do whatever they have to do to keep a man happy so they keep uh, him. Thank which God. Which is ridiculous. That's well, thank you. What's your advice to me? Uh, all right. Begin talking with her and don't talk with her you know, in the throes of a passionate moment. Talk with her at some time when things are sort of open and communicating clearly and uh, it's not threatening to her. And you know what? Uh, next time you go down on her, uh, don't wait till she tells you it's too intense. Uh, go down there for a start, few minutes. Start asking questions. Uh, do a little... Well, not, Ask questions. Yeah, okay. You can do yes, that. Yes, but yes, here's yes, what yes, I'm saying. Yes. And says yes. Exactly. Ask questions. Do you like this? Does this feel good? Right. Oh. That works every time. That is... Because that opens it up. That is fine. And like I said, you go for the Adam Carolla grunt meter and you can't go wrong. Nah. No, because she could fake that too. I know, but... Uh, it, I mean, it, you're putting it in her hands. If you say, is this feel good? Show me what you want me to do. Then you're letting her guide you. Right. And there you go. But if she's a little pent up and a little self-conscious, she may not be able to uh, explain what she wants. Uh, I, there's nothing wrong with trying to ask. I'm just saying, uh, don't don't think she's going to go right there. Uh, X marks a spot. Now go to town uh, like a schnauzer. It's not going to happen. Fine, I'm 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 like in junior high today. All right. And here's what I'm saying. Go ahead and ask. Uh, that couldn't hurt. But next time you go down there, don't stay down there so long that she asks you to leave. Uh, uh, going down on a woman is like attending a uh, a brunch. Uh, a buffet? Do tell. Well, what I mean is when you go to someone's house for a nice brunch. You don't, don't make a pig of You don't yourself. hang out. You don't make a pig of yourself and then hang out all afternoon till it's about 730 at night and the guy comes out in a bathrobe and goes, uh, uh, you know, I got to work early tomorrow. No, you eat, you have a nice time, you wipe your mouth and you excuse yourself and you, <laughs> you move on. You don't wait till the host tells you to leave. Let's go to break. Right, well, uh, but you people in Radioland know what I'm talking be, about. Be courteous. So women should do the same thing. No, be courteous. Down there so and then, uh, he's just saying just be sensitive, be no, courteous. Then halfway through it, just get Don't up. be intrusive. Not you. No. Be careful. No. Stay down for a little while, do your thing, and then slide up and begin the lovemaking. Don't have her tell you, uh, this is too intense, no more. Do that a little bit. Take some of the pressure off. Just her. in this guy's case, I mean, some women love it. Oh yeah, no. Are you kidding? Most women cut you off at the neck and bring you to work. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, has the blinds galore, baby. Cool your home, man. You want to talk about? It. I know it's getting hot. It's hot where we are. It's hot where you are. I'm sure. It's hot right here. It's hot right here. Oh, no. yeah, turn the air down a little. Anyway. It, the the sun just blasting through. I mean, think about how hot your car gets. Think how much cooler your car would be if you parked it out in the sun if it had blinds all the way around. Well, that's the same thing with your house. And then also everything gets bleached out. The fabric gets bleached out. The You get bleached out. The carpet gets bleached out. Blindsgalore.com. Quality, custom-built blinds and shades made just for you. We use them here. Use them there. It's the kind of thing you get once and you use it for the next 25 years. So let's get going. Free samples, free shipping, free design advice. And uh, real easy. 
and you save money over the big box stores. Blinds galore. They really do have blinds galore. Go to blindsgalore.com. Let them know I sent you. Let them know that uh, they are proud sponsors and that you heard it here. Blindsgalore.com. What's up, you mutts? It's Kevin Clancy, better known as KFC from BarstoolSports.com, the most popular guy website online. Now we're doing the Barstool Network, which is everything that's great about Barstool, brought to you in podcast form. We've got two podcasts. Mail Time is for the average working guy in the cubicle looking to escape his day with relatable stories of 9 to 5 life. KFC Radio is like every drunken guy's conversation with his friends, but with me and your favorite other Barstool personalities. Download it now at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. Listening to Love Is this on? Yep. Really? Yep. Wow. Now, Mike, you did something weird because now I can't hear myself at all. I can't hear Mike. So. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, you know what? His, oh, his, we're head, in delay. his headset is on delay. I can hear it in, uh, all the way in mind. All right, we got to get out of delay, Mike. Push all the right. top button over okay. there. Okay. That was terrible. You had your headphones on last because you were yelling at me for turning them up too loud. What the hell do I know, Mike? Uh, listen, let me tell you something about your title. It's Engineer Mike. Uh, it's A-Hole Adam. Engineer, that's the operative word in, in your name. You know, it's funny. I call Engineer Mike, Engineer Mike, if we're out. Uh, we, we're standing out in the hall. Hey, Engineer Mike. Engineer <laughs> he introduced Mike. me that way at a bar. This is Engineer Mike. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of cool. It's not like uh, gay Mike or uh, wide load Mike or uh, uh, brain dead Mike. It's uh, engineer Mike. All right, I apologize for that. Uh, I was in some sort of delay or something in my head, and I couldn't um, find my bearings. Anyway, uh, phone number one eight hundred L O V E one nine one. Fax number three one zero eight five four forty four fifty five. I'm Adam Carolla. That's Doctor Drew, and it's back to the phones. We go, Jeff. Fourteen. Hi, um, Doctor Drew. Jeff. Is this a question for you? Yeah. Um. Well, you know asthma. I know asthma. Like inhalers. Um, well, I have this. I have severe asthma, kind of, and um, I like to take these inhale my inhalers, and I would like use many, take many puffs, and kind of get like high off of it. It's like weird. I can't really explain it. I get high, and then I'd fall asleep, and like um, I I would do this for a wide period of time, and. What I want to find out you is... You mean you would use the inhalers repeatedly? Yeah. Just I to get high? Every night or one, like once every two nights or... Not every how many... Night. What, what, which inhaler are you talking about? Provental? Uh, Provental. Yeah. How many hits would you take? I would take like... I, you know, sometimes it'd be like 20, 40, 50. I don't know. Okay. You, can, you, you theoretically could cause a heart attack doing that. Yeah. Do you remember that model, Nikki, uh, what's her yeah, name? Yeah, yeah. Taylor? Nikki yeah. Taylor's sister who died using an inhaler. She oh, a, what a shame. A different kind oh. of inhaler. It was an epinephrine containing inhaler, which are much more, much tragic. more dangerous than what It's always know. tragic when someone good-looking dies. Um, it can cause a heart attack, like right now. If you do it 20 times. Uh, if, if uh, listen, hold on. Sherry's right. got to put on. It's tragic when anyone dies, but it's a little more tragic when someone good-looking dies. Right. Well, right. Come on. You know I'm right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Jeff, are you good looking? Yeah. I uh, see. It'd be, it'd be a horrible. It'd be a tragedy then. Well, I mean, could it affect anything I do right now, or if I like 
playing a sport and run a lot could it affect anything? I mean, I've, I've stopped for about two months while well, I'm Well, it, it's out of your system in about four to six hours. Okay. Uh, I imagine even in that high dose, it's out certainly within eight or 12 hours. So, okay. So it's, you know, it, it's not that big a deal in terms of being able to exert yourself the next day. It's when you're under the influence, it can cause a serious problem. All right. You done? Done. Good. Jim, 27. Well, hello. Uh, let me get straight to the point, uh, if that's okay. Uh, I was on a blind date last Valentine's Day, and uh, I was set up by a girl uh, I really liked about three years ago. And uh, when I met the blind date, I really didn't like her, but uh, I felt it would be crude if I walked away from the date. Uh, so huh. I took her out. Yeah. Uh, setups are uh, very dangerous. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, not, you're not kidding. Setup, uh, even the connotation, uh, like I've uh, said before, uh, setup is, has a negative connotation. It's like uh, when you watch a, uh, a a gangster movie and they walk in an old warehouse. Wait a minute, uh, where's the drugs? Uh, wait a minute, it's a setup, boys. <laughs> Got to well, get out of here. It was that. I mean, I, I didn't like her at all, but uh, I ended up getting a hotel room because my home was three hours away. Oh no. And I don't know why, but I ended up sleeping with her. Oh gee. Totally out of character for me. I, I guess my only excuse would be hormones, but that's not an excuse. And now, but Jim, have you ever slept with a woman because you felt that as a guy, it is your job to be a pig? And that I have slept with a couple of women who I didn't want to sleep with just because I realized uh, they would be very upset because. Oh, uh, come on. That no, is no, ridiculous. I'm, it's what? Recoculous. They would, be upset, they would be upset if you were not attracted to them or you didn't like them. They, that would upset uh, that's them, right. And I, did not, get, I did get that impression from her. Like, you know, if, if I rejected her, that she would be upset. Yes, of course you would. But she's going to be more upset when you re reject her after you've established a real intimacy oh, with her. Yeah, but that buys that's, you time. That sure is the problem um she keeps trying to continue this non-relationship yeah, now she's really upset right got a she big considers problem me to be her boyfriend oh. and I, i've never told her i love her she clearly understood that it was a one-night stand and that there weren't any she commitments. did not understand that listen tell that to the vulva uh, yeah, yeah a woman understands if you sleep with her you're you must be having at least comparable intimate feelings and they just don't get the fact that men don't yeah but they don't want to sometimes because women will try to get you liquored up uh, on occasion there, look, there are some women out there. Is there a particular case? Yes, there is a case. I went all the way to San Diego uh, to uh, have sex with someone I didn't want to have sex with. Tell us about this. Uh, really hope she's not listening. But uh, you know, this is years ago. I was, uh, I was very depressed. And uh, I was probably uh, I don't know, 23, 24. And I met this girl with some other friends at... Uh, Barney's Beanery, mm. and uh, she, uh, I was attracted to her at the time, and she lived in San Diego. You translate. Did you, were, you have a you few were, beers in Yeah, you were time? loaded. Yeah, translate. Okay. <laughs> Between the beers and the beans, uh, I, was, I, was, I was filled with gassy love, and uh, my head was swimming with uh, alcoholic bliss. And we talked on the phone, uh, and this is why I uh, put the kibosh on this computer dating business, is because we started uh, getting into each other over the phone. I was terribly depressed. Uh, my girlfriend had dumped me uh, six months before, and I was still pining after her. Uh, anyway, the point is, is some months later, I decided I was going to drive out to San Diego and spend the weekend with her. Uh, that's, uh, that ain't putting your big toe in the pool. That is just jumping in. 
That is doing a cannonball off the neighbor's chimney right into that icy, uh, murky death. Well, it's, it's terrible because it was the first night I ever met her. Well, you know? th this is basically the same thing that happened to me. And I showed up, and she answered the door, and I went, I want to go home. That's I mean, I th that's, that's the first thing that popped into my head. And uh, naturally, she invited me in, and uh, the drinks started flowing. And I made it out the first night because I got so uh, drunk, I just passed out, and we just passed out. And the following morning, I got up, and I said, you know, I got to get back to L.A. And her friend said, she took the day off work just so she could be with you. And I went, uh, and I started turning into a big uh, sucker, like, uh, or a big heel, like uh, when Fred Flintstone would uh, pull some, uh, you know, screw, screw around with Wilma. And she, she was looking so forward to you being, uh, okay, all right. And There's I almost peer pressure, you run into that. That's right. So I stayed that night. And I uh, immediately just uh, got right back on the booze and uh, had uh, had some of the worst sex uh, she's ever had. I gave her the best uh, uh, 45 seconds of her life uh, with uh, I, I was, she <laughs> I, she should have gone lesbian after that. I mean, you've never had such sloppy, pitiful lovemaking in your entire life. I was really horrible. You're depressed. Uh, listen, when I'm inspired, I'm not good. Uh, now drunk and uninspired. <laughs> Well, unlike yourself, I guess I've got one redeeming factor here is the fact that I don't want to hurt her. I didn't want to hurt her. That's why I slept with her, Jim. So what I'm trying to do is... This, this is an interesting corollary to the male mind. Uh, it's pathetic. Well, Both of no, you are saying the same thing. I, I'm not saying you're doing anything different than any other guy does. But well, I've tried to give her some hints, though. You know, I mean, like I've told her... I don't like feeling trapped. Uh, one time she said that, you know, she acted like it was a, a good, an, an honor for me to have her, and I kind of laughed. All right, know. Jim. <laughs> I'm trying to run a business here, you know, at, at um, on my website at But it's trying to interrupt my work during my calls and stuff. I don't know. All right, listen, Jim, tell her no uncertain terms, and then uh, never return a call, never have a conversation with her. That'll hurt her, though. Uh, that's well, well. No matter what, it's going to hurt. The longer you wait, the more. Listen, it's when hurt. you get a kid vaccinated, it hurts them, doesn't it, Drew? Yeah. But in the long run. Yeah. Thank you. All right, and guys do sleep with girls uh, because they feel badly. I, I swear to you, because, Anne, I know you're not from this school. What? I, I know you've led a uh, pretty pristine life uh, sexually, but here's what I'm saying. And uh, I guess Sharon, all right, I'm not going to share his past, but the, the point is this. You know, she makes her own clothes. You give, you give Sherry uh, like a, a doily and uh, a couple curtain swatches, and she comes back in the next day wearing it. Amazing uh, woman. She's a real pioneer. <laughs> Except for the tats, uh, she's a pioneer. But here's the deal. Right, come on, Sherry. You know I'm kidding. All right. Frolling, yeah. When a woman really throws herself at a man, and not that you ever would, Ann, because uh, you're, you know, you're uh, way too uh, demure for that, but there are many women out there who will just throw themselves on a guy. And when you really throw yourself on a guy and make it clear in no uncertain terms that you want him and you want him in a bad way and you want him tonight and that man says uh no thanks not no thanks i got a girlfriend not no thanks i'm married uh i'm in san diego i'm sleeping on your bed uh no thanks that is a tremendous slap in the face i mean uh, you'll never get so over what? that you sleeping with her and then not ever calling her that's a slap in the face. I, I it just makes it more difficult. It's going to be difficult at some point. Yep. All right. All right. I'm, I'm, I, I say chivalry is not dead, and there's still men out there willing to sleep with women on the first night. But uh, you guys beg to differ, and that's, uh, that's your opinion.
All right, Drew, sell the hell out of the next call, please. Uh, we're talking to Dan, who broke up with a difficult girlfriend two years ago, still troubled by it. Ah. What are you spending on TV a month? $40? $60? $100 or more? Shame on you! You could get a world of entertainment with Dish and pay just $19.99 a month for the first 12 months. And then take all the money you save to buy puppy treats. Don't pay more than $20 a month for the first year of great TV. Call 844-269-DISH. 844-269-DISH. Limited time offer, 24-month commitment, and credit qualification required. Cancellation fee and other restrictions apply. Call for details. Get Dish for just $19.99 a month for 12 months. Call 844-269-DISH. 844-269-DISH. Love line on the world famous K-Rock. So, uh, what was the... Engineer Mike, you gave me the finger there, and then you gave me the delayed finger. What's this move? We gotta get a camera in this, uh, this studio. I, I know it's the world's worst radio, but it'd make a great TV show if they put a camera in here. You know what I'm talking about, Engineer Mike? You give me this move. I was pointing to your microphone to show everybody which one wasn't working before. All right. Well, don't do it since you're like you're doing uh, rhythmic gymnastics next time. Did you see that thing? <laughs> you never listen to me anyway. I know, but I'm watching your finger and smelling it on I think, occasion. I think you're actually hurting Mike's feeling. Finally, right, I'm, I'm he's sorry. really upset. I know. I'm driving him over the uh, uh Mike broke up with his girlfriend, uh, so he's been on edge for the last couple of months, and uh, he's uh, okay. he's uh, he's drowning his uh, sorrows in uh, scotch and reefer, and uh, now he's getting earful from the Westwood One people every time he goes down the hall, and uh, he's really this close to coming in with just a shotgun and uh, taking everyone out in some sort you of uh, push on him. Yeah. All right. Nothing but hey, uh, maximum respect for Engineer Mike. All right, and if uh, anyone's out there has any qualifications, like send a resume, it'd be fun. Dan, twenty-one. Yes, how you doing, guys? Mm-hmm. Good. Hello, Ann. Is yeah. Ann there? She's not listening. Yeah, she's, oh, great. Are they showing? What are they showing each other? Look at that. Uh, well, like nail color polish. It's uh, uh, Thursday night's jewelry exchange night here on Loveline, where uh, producer Ann gets together with the phone. Uh oh. Oh, she now she's sorry. Uh, now she heard me. All right, go ahead, Dan. All right, uh, I broke up with my girlfriend a couple of hours ago. I don't really have to worry about her hearing this because the Chicago uh, version's over about an hour ago. But, uh, I mean, I really cared about her, and she was uh, raped, molested, and her parents don't support her at all. She has three jobs this summer, uh, and she has to pay for her own schooling. And I've been going out. Oh, I went out with her for about a month and a half. I got to the point where I thought, and I told her I loved her, uh, I lost my virginity to her, and now, uh, today, we broke up, and although I think it's for the better, because she's been so busy, I mean... Why'd you, why'd you break up? Uh, well, actually, I guess you could say she dumped me, but... Why? It was because uh, she said she couldn't find herself, she wasn't happy with who she was. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Why do you think she really broke up with you? She must have. Uh, she was like at the B Dalton's that day and picked that off the cover of uh, some self help book. I know. I could believe her. I see the way her parents are. Was it the kind of thing where she was always demanding more and more and more of you in terms no, of? No, no, not at all. Proving that you really care about her and taking care of her. Uh, no, I don't think so. I took her to a Bush concert. Uh, I've made her dinner. I made her breakfast, mm-hmm. and she knows that I could be a good boyfriend. But uh, she said she didn't want to drag me into that. Right, well, hold on, Drew. You're going nowhere. Well, how long are you guys together? Here. A month and a half. Please, yeah. pay attention. Why did you say two? 
you should not be reading the screen. As, as I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't know why. The screen says, uh, broke up with problem-ridden girlfriend uh, two years ago and is still having a hard time. Well, I'm having a hard time, but it wasn't two years. <laughs> it was tonight. Well, six weeks, two years. Uh, in terms of the Earth's calendar, Drew, it's, uh, that's nothing. All right, listen, Dan. She has had a very difficult past, and uh, that means her present and future is going to be difficult, especially in relationships. I agree. Yep. Uh, somebody who was raped, someone who was abused, someone who comes from this type of family is salvageable, but it takes work. It is a project. And uh, when they're young, how old is she? 20. 20. She is uh, maybe just at the beginning of uh, a lot of years of hard work uh, before she can be a good partner in a healthy relationship. Now, uh, I know you're upset, and I know you have your issues, and I know she took your, her, your virginity and whatnot, but you have to respect her. You have to listen to her. Uh, the there's no way you're getting her back by pressuring her. And ultimately, she probably did you a favor because you would have been in for a tough, long road to hoe. Yep. Oh, I agree with everything you just said. I, I feel the same way. I uh, just, all right, so know. you're good then. Good. Uh, go on and uh, be healed. And be careful next time when you take on giant projects. That's uh, either going to be a terribly chaotic ride or painful, ultimately, with a loss. Because uh, somebody, if you are able to maintain and be giving to somebody who is not able to receive that, it's painful to them, and they will keep demanding more and more and more and more until you fail. That is uh, like uh, raising the uh, Lusitania right. and restoring it. Yep, yeah, it is. Uh, be prepared. It's going to be life's work. Bruce, 38. Yeah. Listen, uh, you, you're going to date anybody? Here's the, do the deal, Bruce. I don't care what your question is, but I'm guessing you may date at some point in your life at some time. Uh, you, look at the, you look at the woman, you say, uh, hey, uh, I saw your dad today. And uh, see what the reaction is. And, oh, that's great. What do you say? Uh, you're in good shape. If uh, that son of a bitch is out of prison, I'll kill him. Uh, that means trouble. And uh, likewise, uh, for the girls and the boys about the mom. I should say, uh, ask the boy what he thinks of his mom. There's your answer. Bruce? Yeah. What's going on? Not much. Um, I, I had a um, question for you. Yep. Um, my girlfriend and I, but we've been experimenting with, um, fruits, um, and we were kind of wondering if, um, any fruit would be any problem to her, you know, give her an infection or anything like that. Certainly it's not anything you're putting in there is going to potentially cause, uh, yeast infections and upset the flora there and cause vaginitis. It's not a good thing, but, uh, there's nothing specifically wrong with that that I can think of. So what kind of fruit? Well, right now, bananas. Uh-huh. Let me ask you, if you put a, ever put a, like a banana and an orange in there and then um, punch her in the stomach and have a smoothie come out of her ass? No. <laughs> that would be something to experiment. Now, that's an experiment. Good night, Bruce. Wait a minute. I'm not done with Bruce. Uh, anything other than bananas? Not right now, no. Uh-huh. Do you peel them? Yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah. And do you, like, uh, eat the banana? Kind of like a tug-of-war thing, you know? Yeah. She's got real good muscle control. So oh, really? Tug-of-war tug thing, you know? Really? But, you know, she could, and then you, you, well, wait a minute, where's the other, uh, who, who are the French battling here? Uh, is it the mouth tribe yeah. or the butt tribe? Um, or the hand tribe. Or the hand tribe. Mouth versus her. You put your mouth down there? Yeah. All right, so she puts the banana in her. Yeah. 
Then you put your mouth down there. Yeah. And then she clamps down. Yeah. Uh, with the force of uh, of a uh, thousand women on that banana. Something like that. Yeah. Here, let me explain the danger here. And this is very real. If she has this kind of control, if she has control like a uh, you know Filipino stage dancer, she could at any moment, especially if she sneezed or hiccuped, shoot that thing out. It would go right through the back of your neck. Yeah. You ever think about that, Bruce? Yeah. How'd you explain that to your parents? Um, I don't know. All right. Uh, all right. So you then eat uh, the banana until you get to her. Yeah. I'm not into mixing the food uh, with the sex. I never did get into that. That whole whipped cream and, uh, you know, uh, don't strawberries. Like whipped cream you don't use whipped cream? Never. Just a banana? Yeah. All right. Why don't you just break down and get yourself a vibrator? Because it'll break out your front teeth if you do it. <laughs> Uh, I guess uh, I shouldn't have asked that question. But listen, I, I don't know. Someone call in tonight if you're into this. I'm not into this. I don't like the food with the sex at I didn't, all. I didn't, did not pick up how he said vagina. Did he give the vagina? Didn't. Bruce? Yeah. Say vagina. Vagina. All right. See? Almost. No, no, he wasn't close. Listen, I like to eat before sex, and I like to eat after sex, but not during sex. And if I do eat during sex, uh, it's just me and the matzah. It's not, uh, it's not like I'm going down and eating it out of. I don't, uh, here's my policy. I don't eat stuff out of people. That's it. Uh, I don't uh, have grapes uh, shot out of people's butts into my mouth. I don't eat uh, bananas out of vaginas. Uh, I don't have uh, people, you know, regurgitate things. I don't, I, I don't want someone to put, like, some kielbasa under their arm and have me uh, nibble it out. I don't eat stuff off of stuff. I use, like, a paper plate and a napkin. A civilized you human are quite being. Civilized, I'm not the man. Thank you. Sometimes I use the good paper plates. You know the real stiff ones. Randy, 29. Hi, nice to talk to you guys. Good to talk to you. Um, first of all, Adam. Um, yes. I want to tell you who I think you look like. Okay. Everyone was talking about, you know, right. you look like. We get the uh, Gilbert Godfrey, which really is not fair. I don't really see that myself. He's the man is all of four foot two. Yeah, and you're a big strapping man. Uh, now you're talking, Randy. Go ahead. Anyway, I I have thought for a while that you look like the uh, that uh, doll in the Nissan commercial. Oh, really? The Joe doll guy that falls out of the, gets in the car and drives it around. <clears throat> now, uh, this is uh, very ironic, and I I know the ladies are. I uh, yes, have a good laugh in there, Sherry. Uh, <laughs> look at her. She's losing it. I, you know, I sit here and yammer on uh, night in and night out. I've never seen that kind of reaction out yeah, of her. And some you, guy calls in and say, I look like using her tonight. Uh, jack off Joe, and she's rolling around on the floor. All right, here's, uh, here's what's ironic about that. Uh, remember I've been blabbing about that CBS thing I did? Right. Did you see that, Randy? Actually, no, I didn't get to see that. One of the segments in that was I went to the Will Vinton Studios really? in, in Oregon, in right Portland. Here. Right here. Is that where you're calling from? Yeah. Right. I went down to the Will Vinton Studios. I interviewed the guys who made the dolls and who did the commercials, and I did a whole remote, process, you know, uh, edited bit on how that commercial was made. And there was pictures of me holding the doll up next to my head, the uh, rugged adventurer, Nick doll, and doing things with my eyebrows, and I did kind of look like the guy. Wow. So, uh, same hair, at least. Same nappy least hair and your, big In your brows. mind, anyway. So, yeah. I'm telling you, Drew, I, I should have taped the show. <laughs> did they show it on the show? 
Yeah, they showed it on the on the CBS thing. Dang. So it's kind of bizarre that you bring that up because uh, anyway, uh, it's weird for me. Well, it's not that I never saw it. I, right. When I All first right. saw you on the TV, that I was trying to tell my friends who listen to the show what you look like, and that's the closest thing I could come up with. Well, it's just ironic that uh, there's another TV show where I held that thing up right next to my head. <laughs> and, and I know the woman who painted the faces. And said separated at birth. <laughs> yeah. You did? I swear to God. Wow. Yeah, if Drew, if you'd taken the time to watch your partner on uh, television, then you'd know as well. But I guess you were busy that Friday night. <laughs> All right, uh, Randy. Yeah. We got to go to break. Hold on. Okay. All right, but here's what we're going to do, because we really want to get to uh, your, your call. Okay. Do we, do we want to yes, do that? Yes, yes, okay. yes, we do. All right, uh, we're going to go to break. We're going to come back. It says your question is you broke up with a pregnant girlfriend. And we'll find right? out. Is uh, that right? Yeah, basically. All right, All right we'll find out uh, why uh, Randy did such a uh, dastardly deed after this. I don't think they're... Fantasy football's back, and DraftKings.com isn't messing around. DraftKings.com is America's favorite one-week fantasy football site where you could win enormous cash prizes every week. You've already researched the players for your season-long fantasy team. Turn that knowledge into instant cash at DraftKings.com. Last year, one player turned 11 bucks into 4000 Boom! That's one weekend, biatch. Another one, 100 grand, his first time ever playing. And another player. Won a million bucks in one day. Just playing fantasy football, something you want to do anyway. Keep your season-long league where it is. But also, play one-week fantasy at DraftKings.com to win huge cash this weekend. Hey, you got to hurry, too. Get free entry into the Millionaire Maker event, where first place takes home one million bucks. Head over to DraftKings.com now. Enter the promo code PODCAST to play free to become a millionaire. DraftKings.com. Bigger events. Bigger winnings. Bigger millionaires. Enter PODCAST. For free entry now at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com! E191. This is Loveline. The world famous K-Rock. Well, we've not cleanly made it in or out uh, of break uh, tonight, Drew. And Andrew Mike was so hyped up that time. He gave me the big... He actually, uh, his uh, fanny got out of his seat by at least three sixteenths of an inch, and he gave me the big point, and then I started talking to the mic, and... Uh, then he turned the mic on. Then he turned the mic on. Uh, there's really... I'm being gaslit here, I'm sure. All right. Uh, love line. 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Kroll. That is uh, Dr. Drew. Not the love doctor, uh, not a counselor, uh, not your friend. A board-certified physician and an addiction medicine specialist. He is an internist. An internist is uh, just the same as uh, your family doctor. Similar, yeah. Yeah. Not quite as good as the family guy, but uh, it's he, a he, different, he gets It's a around. little different training. Family practice. All right. Uh, let me just say that uh, coming up next week, uh, Stephen Baldwin, Tyra Banks, and uh, Natalia uh, Coletti, uh, Kajuli, Saglutti, Saglutti, Saglutti. We, we had her on the TV show. She's uh, the, really the, uh, she's 18. She's dark haired. She uh, just has that olive skin. You remember her, Drew? Oh, for Christ's sake. Wait, can't you just go along with this for a second? You remember her, Drew? Yeah. Yeah, really good looking. Yeah. A, a vision. 
18. So good looking that you wouldn't uh, want to even uh, rub any of your stink on her. She's she's, she's pristine. She's uh, like a uh, like a, a, cl- a porcelain clown. You just say there's a oh. Uh, is she gonna show up too? Yeah, maybe Brittany will come out. Oh jeez. Bring that gay boyfriend of hers. Oh. Bring me some uh, baked goods. Oh, oh, I tell you, oh, between that Brittany Powell and that uh, Natalia. a little birthday present. Oh, that's right. Ooh. All right, Brittany, if you're listening, uh, my birthday is, uh, when is it? Tuesday, well, Monday? The 27th, Adam. All right, uh, Brittany should come down and uh, she should. She can meet Stephen Baldwin that way. That's right, and we should have a little celebration. Did we here. do the break? No, and we'll be back in 10 seconds. This is Loveline. Radio Station. KROQFM, Pasadena, Los Angeles. The world famous K-Rock. All right, the show's love line. Uh, Drew and myself, Adam Corolla, are back, and here we go. Huh? Yeah. Randy, 29. Yes. I knew whom we just were talking to. Yeah. You broke up with your uh, Prager's girlfriend. <laughs> What's yeah. the deal with that? Um, well... I guess I, it's kind of like the story of that uh, guy they called before last, but uh, basically we had been seeing each other for about a year and five months. Um, admittedly, I was pretty naive when it came to relationships. I haven't, I hadn't really had any. Um, and you're 29. Yeah. Why not? Um, just my personality is not conducive to meeting the women. What does that mean? I'm just real shy and and uh, nervous around women and why I don't know I just always have been uh-huh you're not a confident guy uh, I am now I wasn't how'd you meet this girl um well we met uh, kind of a setup deal it's interesting how guys need that one triumph to get over some of that yeah but you know what I thought I needed that one triumph to get over that because I was always a weird, shy, you know, guy with the ladies and everything. And then I had my one triumph, and then uh, my one triumph dumped me, and then I went right back uh, to Zerosville. I was a mess. Below Zerosville. Uh, yes, yeah. a sub-zero. Yeah. And thank you. Uh, thank you, Drew. Uh, let me write that no, down. Because, because there is that, that abandonment stuff that starts coming out after you make the connection. And that's probably what you're defending against in the first place. All right, so uh, Randy, she's pregnant right now? Yeah. And why did you leave her? Um, well, it was kind of a, uh, through our whole relationship, it was kind of off and on because um, she, uh, well, we, once in a while we'd break up. She'd decide that she didn't want this to happen, and she was, another problem was that I was not really involved with her family because she was, um, she had just separated from her husband, and she didn't really want her family knowing about me. This this type of stuff. And so she was on. she was married the whole time. Yeah, married but separated. Married. Yeah. All right. How old is she? She's just a little older than I am. Twenty nine. Does she have other kids? Yeah. Ugh. How many? Just one. All right. How far along is she? She's. Oh, what time is it now? <laughs> She's gonna have this kid. Um, fairly soon. Uh, three weeks, I think. All right. And do you want to be a part of the kid's life? I would like to, yes. Does she want you to be a part of the kid's life? She wants me to be a part as a as a husband, whatever, that type of person. She wants you to be married? Yeah. And you don't want to be married to her? Well, I don't think us being married is a good idea. Why I would that? be more than happy to. Why? 
Um, well, another thing came up recently was uh, her uh, religious thing. And uh, Ray, you don't have to talk in riddles. Just spit it out there. What 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 is it that bothers you? Why why wasn't this going to work out in your in your mind? Because of the past, basically, um, her us going back and forth, off and on, off and on. Her deciding that she didn't want to, you know, include me in her life, and then uh, I mean, other than us, um, and then deciding that she would rather be with me than not be without me, and then later on... All right, l listen. Uh, you are like a uh, Rubik's Cube Riddle that got this, uh, ran that. Uh, fell off the back of a truck and got ran okay. over. Uh, okay. We don't have the time or the wherewithal to sort through all this crap. Listen, Randy. Well, I'm trying to explain why. Uh, all right, but this, I understand, but the show's only a couple hours. I, I know okay. you're in pain, okay. and I understand you have a dilemma. Okay, uh, but uh, I, Drew has asked you three times, look, what's going on or what do you want? And you, you keep going into these long-winded diatribes. Okay, because of all these things that have happened, I just don't feel like I felt before. Okay. okay. All right. All you, right. you got a bad taste in your mouth. Uh, the love is gone. Your feelings have changed. Your feelings, feelings have changed. All right. So then your job is to be a friend to her and a dad to the child. Well, I've, I, I told her that, that I want to do that. But This is his child? Yes, I'm guessing. Uh, no, they live together for four months, right? No, 14 months. Oh, 14 months. Yeah. This Fif is your child. 15 months. Um, that's the other question is that... You don't even know that. totally positive that it's mine, so... So she's still, still sleeping with her husband? Um, she did once, yes. Mm -hmm. All right, but it's probably your child. Um, oh, basically, we both think so, yes. All right, uh, just, uh, I don't uh, know, then get a test and, uh, you know, be civil with her. Uh, listen, all you parents, uh, and you're only parents because you have kids. In God's eyes, uh, you're still uh, retarded teenagers yourselves. Uh, for for Christ's sake, for the kids' sake, uh, don't get into it uh, with your spouse in front of the kids. Oh, no, 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 no. There's so much of this going on. People just having at it in front of the kids, you know, and the kid becomes a, uh, you know, baton in a relay race or a... Uh, you know, it's like a, a rawhide chewing a couple of pit bulls uh, going at it. Do not expose your kid to that. If you got a problem with your your spouse, if your spouse is a, or your girlfriend or your concubine or your uh, hooker or whatever it is uh, you're dating these days, uh, go into the next room and have a civil discussion, and then uh, don't spread it all over the kid. The kid's going to get enough bad vibes uh, just from being around. He doesn't need, he or she doesn't need to hear the stuff coming through the walls. All right, so anyway, Randy, take care of the kid and uh, try to keep things civil with her. And uh, probably get a blood test just to uh, yep. make sure. Yep. Bob, 27. Hello. Hey. And Drew, start listening to the callers, please, with your... Uh, what did I say? Four months. I said 15 months. Right, so months it's nothing four. like four months. Bob? You're only off by 13 months. Yeah, um, I was calling. Um, I was married Love for... 11. Like, All right. Uh, Start listening up. to the calls, right? All right. Are you going to listen? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I was married for like um, six years. But there's only 10 months in a year. <laughs> Go ahead. And uh, the um, the wife um, started having an affair and like left for the other guy. And she left the child with me. And, um, you know, everybody keeps on saying that eventually this thing's going to like peter out, you know. She's going to find out that that's not everything she left for, you know. Because, I mean, technically there was, like, no, like, confrontation scene, you know. There was nothing really, I'd say. That she left you for? Yeah. No, uh, that's worse. Yeah. It's worse. Do you hear me? 
See, here's the deal. Uh, when your woman leaves you because you showed up drunk uh, one night and urinated on the foot of the bed, that means she's mad at you and mad at you for doing what you did, right. your behavior. Yeah. When they leave for no reason, uh, you're screwed. What, what did she say her reason was? Um, eventually, after we had like, seen a counselor, she said it was just because she wasn't happy. But um, why, why wasn't she happy? She can't say. And what kind of stuff were you working on in counseling? Um, I just took the took my son to the counselor because, like I said, when she left, I wanted to make sure he was okay, and it wound up both of us going in and seeing him, and then he saw her separately. Let me ask the question again: What kind of stuff were you working on in counseling when you were there? Well, we we really didn't like work on anything with the counselor. We just went in for like I guess a preliminary view or something. Okay. We we never went to counseling. We didn't. We weren't having a problem like that. I mean, me and her together. You know right. what I'm saying? So things are good between you two. Well, uh, at least I thought. All right. Uh, the guys always think this. But every t I mean, at work, all of her friends were starting to get divorces and have affairs and et cetera. And so well, well, uh, get infected yeah, by well, when in Rome. Uh, it shows infection. Well, so it's not her fault. You're saying it's a workplace environment. I believe so, because she's been led around by other people that she's worked with right. in other places. Yeah. She it's... even quit her job because her friend quit her job in another uh, place. Uh, listen, uh, Drew, do you masturbate excessively? Uh it's infectious. You're always doing it, so I must. <laughs> I know Engineer Mike has doubled down uh, ever since I started working here, and I believe uh, Ann has spent uh, more, uh, infinitely more time in the tub since I've started uh, up here as well. So uh, there are trends in the workplace, uh, Bob. I can see some of the other ladies getting divorced, getting separated. She said, what the hell? I'm happy, but uh, I don't want to rock the boat here at the secretarial pool, so I might as well go for the divorce as well. Is that what happened, Bob? I believe it is, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hey, you want to you wanna take a gamble on her past? Uh, uh, I'd like to take a gamble on your past. Yes, sir, we would. We'd like to gamble on your past. Okay. Okay. Oh, we are? All right. Hold on, Bob. All right, what do you think, Drew? And listen, uh, you know, this house is costing me a fortune. Times are tight, uh, as you know, Drew, and I really can't keep this up. I, I'm going to start. I'm going to bring a bucket of change in here and just keep it. Oh. Jeez, that's 20 bucks. Five bucks. All right, go ahead, Drew. Um, God, well, I, I need a little bit more about him. It's going to be some kind of an obscure dysfunction in the family. Like, you know, mom's over-involved with him for a while and then and then abandoned him. Something something along like those lines. All right, well, you want to go with that? Yeah, I'm not sure how that's going to manifest, though. I mean, it might even be something he's not even aware of where she was like over-idealized him as a young infant. Mm -hmm. and, and then was just not available for him in any kind of real way after that. Uh, I don't think it's any overt dysfunction. I'm going um, with that. I mean, and that's why, and by the way, that's why he needs the, the very dysfunctional wife. Right. I'm uh, going with too much uh, Saturday morning uh, TV. <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, he's delusional. Uh, all right, now what makes you sort of uh, delusional in uh, living in a world of make-believe like Angie Babe? Idealizing. Idealizing. Idealizing and being in denial and not being able to have any genuine connection with feelings. All right. Uh, so, sometimes, sometimes it's more serious. It's narcissism. And all right. I'm going with the uh, families together and uh, his families together, and he uh, vehemently uh, defends them and says they're Ozzy and Harriet uh, style. Oh, he'll, he will do that. I'm sure. All right. Well, that's my bet. All right. You're going to win. Because uh, uh, he will do that. Bob? Yep. All right. Now, uh, what's going on? What's your family like? Um, Mom and dad. Mom and dad. Uh, Dad's deceased now. Oh. Um, were they together? Yeah. They never got divorced? Nope. Uh-huh. And how were they uh, together? How was the household growing up? Um, 
pretty, I, I'd say, normal because they both, like, worked, you know. But, uh, I don't know, once or twice, mom or dad would fight. Once or twice? Yeah. The, the, in general, would you say they got along well? Uh, yeah. A qualified yeah or, yeah or yeah? Yeah. What was your mom like? Um, as far as... Describe her. What kind of woman? Ah, uh, jeez, I don't know how to describe her. Did you, have, um, did you have mixed feelings about her? Um, I guess, yeah. What didn't you like? Um, I don't know, the, um... I don't know, it just seems like she took more to my brother, I guess, I'd say. Mm-hmm. So I spent a little too much time with him and played favorites. Yeah. All right, I'm we're giving you your dollar back. We're, yeah, we're, we're not, not getting, getting anywhere with that, uh, Bob. All right, Bob, listen to me. Uh, she's not getting divorced because uh, one of the gals, uh, one of the temps uh, over in accounting has uh, gotten separated. You understand? Uh-huh. It has nothing to do with the people uh, she's working with. Uh, number two, uh, she's currently in another relationship, is she not? Yes. All right, then your relationship is over. And uh, you waiting for her to come back is uh, the worst, uh, uh, the worst plan uh, I've ever heard. What have your other relationships been like, real quickly? Um, pretty normal. Yeah. You always with how many different women have you been with in your life? Um, I'd say like three, besides her. Three girlfriends. Yeah. And uh, did you ever have any confusion about your sexual orientation? Uh, no. Okay. Are you all man? Are you Bob? Yeah. All right. Yeah, supposedly a sex life was all right. She always said that she'd uh, be well, coming back if she ever left me for that. Yeah, but her her past was one of abuse, and uh, for some reason you needed to be you know create the kind of dependency where you felt that you were rescuing her from her horrible feelings. And what's happened? That's all backfired, and she can't tolerate the kind of closeness you were giving her, evidently, and uh, she's sabotaging. All right, but Bob, she is. Uh, can you imagine? Uh Here's Bob's level of denial. Uh, A, uh, the girls at the office uh, made her get divorced. B, she's uh, now shacked up with another guy. Uh, but don't worry. She may come back. Oh. oh. I, I hate to be the um, the uh, the uh, Delver outer <laughs> of tough love, but please, Bob, it's time for you to move on for your, for your uh, child's sake. Maria, 26. Hi. Hey. You guys are great. I listen to you every night. We're into you, too. Huh? Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I was calling in response to um, the guy who um, called in earlier about going down on his girlfriend, and she said it was too intense. Right. And I wanted to give you a woman's point of view. All right. I um, thought I provided the woman's point of view quite <laughs> no, nicely. No, I'm sorry. You didn't. Oh, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> no, that, that's the same thing with me, too. It's not that I don't enjoy it. Um, it's really great, but it's just so sensitive that it's almost better to make love really yeah and yeah, how like how it. how long can you tolerate the uh, gentle caress of a man's um um f- facade well i haven't timed it but um <laughs> um i don't know it's, it's just like it's almost just too intense um it's just so much stimulation that it's almost too much it's like past the point of feeling good really yeah i think yeah. i could cure you I have Novocaine in my tongue. (laughs) Believe me. Uh, Women, uh, we've all noticed that. Yes, either they... uh, Shut up. Oh, for Christ's sake. Either they uh, pass out or I get that... uh, Have you started yet? (laughs) Well, it's it's also kind of a different kind of orgasm, too. Oh, really? Yeah. I I don't know. Can you have them both ways? Yeah. 
Yeah, we'll see. If you can have an orgasm uh, through oral stimulation, then you are not in the same boat that this woman was in. But I prefer to make love. You do? It, it, it's, it's a better orgasm. And you can have one that way, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, your your man must be uh, walking around with his uh, chest stuck out like Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, um, just prancing about like a peacock. He's incredible. He's incredible. And I have some great advice for, for guys out there trying to satisfy a woman in bed. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was with a couple of men before my um, fiancé, and um, the first time we ever made love, he's the first one that ever asked me while we were having sex, um, if I was close to having an orgasm, he's the first one that tried to time it with me, and that is the key to great sex. Um, communication while you're having sex so that you can both, you know, kind of adjust yourself and get there together. Uh, Definitely makes women happy. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Most guys just go at it till they're, you know, they've had their enjoyment and the woman's left hanging. Well, what about letting you have your enjoyment first and then he has his enjoyment? Well, we we just we just kind of communicate while we're doing it, and it always ends up together. Really? Yeah, it's wonderful. Uh, and if, if I'm ahead, you know, I'll, I'll kind of back off, and you know, he'll catch up, or vice versa, and it works out really well. It's but, like uh, you know, I'm picturing uh, like them being on the same team in an auto race. Uh, <laughs> you're drafting uh, one guy and cutting off another, and slowing down uh, lapped traffic so that he can move in behind you, and you can both uh, cross yeah. the finish line at exactly the same time. Yeah, it's great. We've been right. together almost seven. All right, years. I'm going to vomit now. You understand? But but if men, if more men knew that, more women would be happy with sex. Uh, most guys cannot control themselves, uh, except for uh, Alan Hamill, who's uh, Suzanne Summers' uh, husband, who does the Kegel exercises. Uh, most men can have no control. Here's how much warning I give to a woman. Oh Jesus! Oh God! That's, that's the really warning. Bad. That's my warning sign. You've heard the warning call, haven't you? Now I have. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, again, uh, time this. Tell me how long this takes. Uh, Engineer Mike, you ready? Are you going to time this? Oh, Jesus! How long did that take? 0. 0.08 seconds. All right, that's how long you have, ladies. <laughs> you got to act fast. Uh, all right. Uh, Brian, 22. Yeah, um... Last night, me and some friends were uh, smoking some pot, and like you know, I've been smoking since I was twelve, and um, like last night I started like hallucinating, and um, I was just it was really weird. I got sick, and it's never happened before, and I was wondering why. Uh, you mean you vomited? Yeah. Well, uh, pot is an hallucinogen, and if you smoke enough of it or eat enough of it, you will hallucinate. It's that simple. It's just the quality of the marijuana. Hey, he's been talking out since he was uh, 12. Are you, are you a daily pot smoker? <laughs> what? Are you a daily pot smoker? Uh, yeah. Mm. Well, what, what must that be like to be 22 and have 10 years of a daily pot smoke uh, under your belt? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you know, it's just something I started early. All right. All right, yeah. so you're a man of conviction. What do you do for a living? Jun- uh, junior college? No, I'm not. I dropped out. Okay. <laughs> Didn't even get that far. Brian, look at your life. Uh, it's just so typical of people that get addicted to this drug that they have extreme difficulty completing well, how tasks, do we know? Maybe he's uh, making uh, six figures. Uh, what are you doing, Brian? Uh, heavy equipment. All right. <laughs> what, 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 what kind of heavy equipment? Uh, loader operator. 
Uh-huh. Do you would do construction sites? Yeah. Or? Okay. Uh, it's dirty work, but it pays pretty well. Yeah. All right. Um, they, they won't drug test operating heavy equipment? Nah, it's just heavy. Yeah, you just have a 70 metric ton of I-beam uh, hanging over five guys that are sitting on a uh, stack of dunnage eating. Why should you be drug tested there? Brian, you've never had a mishap, have you? No. All right, see? No, I'm going to work. Yeah. It's <laughs> still but, but, but it's still man, you, man. I could I could smoke uh, some uh, shavings of uh, your fingernails and get a nice buzz uh, after ten years of daily smoke. Right, they've done a lot of studies on uh, airline pilots, and uh, even even a single in the evening getting high will affect their function in a, in a flight simulator for up to two weeks. But let me tell you something. Oh, that is such crap. That is not crap. Oh, please, Drew. Let me tell you something. Guys who smoke weed on a daily basis... Yeah, become tolerant to some of that stuff. Well, it's like yeah. saying, oh, my God, I couldn't imagine being blind. Uh, how do you get around? Or, uh, or no, how, no. Do you, how do you this, no, how do you no, that? It's, it's like, uh, they just overcome. Right. Uh, they're, uh, they're amazing. They're uh, fighters, those uh, pot smokers. They, they overcome huge obstacles, uh, like the bong and uh, the uh, sofa to make it uh, to the 7-Eleven and get more food. Brian. Mm-hmm. You've been smoking pot for 10 years. Right. Um, God knows uh, what's, what that's done to you. So why don't you back off a little bit? Can you do that? Yeah. You think you can? Maybe. Do you do speed or alcohol? No, I used to. I quit. Yeah. All right. Is there alcoholism in your family somewhere? Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's always the case in marijuana addiction. Always, always, always. I mean, I'm not, I've seen maybe 2% of the time it's not, but virtually always. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking of my friends who smoke a lot of weed. Yeah. No, nah, not oh, in the yes. family. Oh, yes, ask. No. Ask? Ask? Ask the question. I have. I have. You know their grandparents? Yeah, I dated one of them. All right. All right, right smartass. I read you like a book. I don't go in for these backdoor shenanigans. Prosper.com. What if I told you in 72 hours you could have $35,000? What would you do? Pay off some credit cards, start a business, do a little home improvement? I might do a little each. Prosper.com, peer-to-peer lending, connecting borrowers like you with investors, no outrageous fees, no raising interest rates, and you'll never set foot in a bank. Just go to Prosper.com slash Adam. Check your rate instantly without affecting your credit score. That's right. You don't affect anything. Just... Check your rate. Do it instantly. What could it hoit? And for a limited time, Prosper's offering my listeners a $50 Visa prepaid gift card when you get a loan. So go to prosper.com slash Adam. Other restrictions apply. See site for details. Gift card is issued by Center State Bank of Florida, pursuant to license from Visa USA, Inc. All personal loans are made by WebBank, a Utah-chartered industrial bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Draft King. And on K-Rock. Hi, this is Clive Barker. And you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Uh-huh. I'll tell, you what, I'll tell you what that is, Engineer Mike. I have said this on the show many times. The Brits mock us openly with their pronunciation. Because... They put that stinking A where the R should be. Corolla. Thank you. They say water, right? They don't say water. They say water. 
And uh, where else do they put the uh, A in there? E-R. E-R is always A. E-R at the end of a word. Is an A. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other uh, examples of a... Uh, finer and finer. Okay, a bad example, Engineer Mike. But here's the point. When they have a golden opportunity to use an A, for once they get to uh, use their beloved A, like the name Corolla, what do they do? Corolla and... They put an ER at the end of it. Now, if this is not open mockery, uh, I don't know what is. Listen, if you're so enamored with the A sound, if you love the A so much, this is a golden opportunity for you to use your beloved A. But no, we get the ER. Like when they say spa, they say spar. Really? Oh, yes. My uh, English girlfriend and I lived in uh, Santa Monica for a while. <laughs> That's absolutely bizarre. And no uh, limey can uh, explain this away. I, uh, please, somebody, uh, some linguist or somebody from England, please call and explain why they put the ER at the end of the, uh, when they see the A. Finally, you think they'd have an opportunity, you think they'd seize it. But anyway, I uh, love that Clive Barker, and if I ever go gay, I'm going to Clive's house. <laughs> Terry, 21. Hi, guys. Um, my problem's somewhat lengthy, but I'll make it as short as possible. Um, about two months ago, I left a bad relationship, um, I lived with this person for six months, but I knew him for five years. I moved from Michigan to California under the impression we would live together but have a platonic relationship. What, 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 what? A platonic uh, I, relationship. What, I, what? Friends. You were not dating before this? No, we okay. were just, you know, friends. Friends, all right. Talking back and forth. Right. Um, I knew he had feelings for me. Did you know I that at the this. time? Sure. Yeah. I wasn't ready to get into another relationship. You knew that at the time that he was in, in, involved, wanted to be involved with you. Right. So, so you decided to just come in and move in with him. Well, I wanted to go to California. He needed a roommate. He wanted me out there. We were good friends. Mm -hmm. I went out there. Right. Okay. Um, time went by. He kept pushing a relationship on me. Eventually, I gave in. I said, okay, we'll try this. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Um, it didn't work. Well, I started making friends. He didn't like that. He had something to say about every person that I befriended. He started becoming extremely sexually compulsive. Um, what does possessive. that mean? He was what, what does sexual compulsive mean? Um, you know, the normal male refers to sex a couple times during the day. With him, it was he was constantly talking about his penis. He was constantly making sexual references. He would masturbate on the couch in front of me when we were watching television. Mm. Um, it was just, you know, That's we would be bizarre. in the store, and he would ask me if I wanted to do it that night. It just he would he would f you, ask you, ask her. Ask <laughs> she said f you. <laughs> Every night he would ask you if you wanted to have sex. Right. All right. How old is he? He's twenty six. Uh huh. And how often did you have sex? Um, about once. In the evening, you know, before I went to bed. Oh, really? Right. Mm. Um, anyway, he would go to work. He would call me four or five times from work to make sure I was home. He didn't like me going out. Well, here's a guy who, even though uh, you thought you were just being friends. Uh, all right, here's, uh, first, there's a couple of mistakes you made. You knew the guy was Indio. Let's get the profiler out here. Uh -huh. You knew he was Indio. And you sort of used him in the sense that you're going to come out to California and you needed a, a place to crash. 
And you knew what to expect. And you knew the guy wasn't quite right just by virtue of the fact that he'd been pining after you for years. Mm, He's compulsive just in his relationship with you. You are partially right. I have to give you that much. But um, it was just, he, he knew, he knew me going out there that I didn't, I wasn't ready for another relationship. All right, but this guy is not quite right. You knew you know he's not quite right. And when you're telling a guy who really digs you and has dug you for a long time, listen, I'm coming out to stay with you, but uh, forget about the but. You're coming out to stay. This this woman who, you know, it's almost as if you're stalking somebody for five years and now they're coming to shack up. Well, can I, can I continue and explain to you what happened? What happened? Um, we ended up having a big fight one night. I left for three days. When I came back, he had taken pictures of me as a child, had them blown up. They were all over the walls. Um, oh, boy. Yeah. At that point, I had been doing a lot of thinking. I told him, you know, this is not working out. I love you to death, but I can't be your girlfriend. You didn't love him. Relationship. You didn't him. love him. You never as, loved this guy. As a friend, I loved him. Yeah, you didn't oh, even please. like him as a friend. He just showed you a lot of attention, and it felt good. Not necessarily. Oh, come on. Um, Let's be honest. Anyway, um, he he told me that he he would never let me go, you know. Um, um, basically, I remained. I stayed there for another two months, oh. and um, I broke off all sexual relations with him. You know, we did. We hadn't been sleeping together anymore. Um, on my twenty-first birthday, you know what you usually do on your twenty-first birthday? You drink. I got drunk. I passed out, and I woke up, and he was having sex with me. The same uh, gentleman who took uh, pictures of you as a child, enlarged them, and uh, plastered them all over the apartment, uh, pulled this? Uh, yeah. and uh, I don't believe it. So I left. I'm, the next day he was at work. I left. I went home um, to Michigan. Since then, he's been sending me crazy letters. He's been, until we got our phone number changed, he's been calling, harassing me and my mother. We got our number changed. Um, he's calling my sister now. He's calling my friends he the mail that i was having sent to my address in california is being sent back here now by him opened um he won't get the hint he's been told by me and my mother that it's over <laughs> he won't get the hint of course he won't get the hint you know and i just what basically when i what i want to know is this considered stalking and mm, what yeah, can um, i do especially harassing state lines all right. Well, first uh, things first. You're not in the same state as he is. No. Which is a good thing. I'm very good. Uh, second things uh, first. Uh, this whole uh, you guys have been great friends, and you made the mistake of sleeping with him, but uh, you were great friends. Uh, let's get that notion right out of your head. Yeah. This guy never intend. He had one thing in mind from the time he met you. He wanted to be with you. He wanted to possess you. Right? That's it. That's it. Thing. And as, as much as you'd like to believe that he just wanted to be friends and he respected you for your mind and this mm. and that, he was obsessing over you. He's a compulsive guy. And he, a disturbed he, guy. A disturbed guy because he was able to sink five years of his life into this uh, obsession. Mm. So... Uh, do not give him any kind of impression that... Uh, There's any relationship. Like yeah, okay, nothing. let's just go back to being friends. No. Or, you know, I love you very no, much, but... No, no. no. I haven't spoke to him. Well, Good. keep it like that. No, nothing. I, I, I would report it to the police just so they have a record of what's going on in case he gets weird on you. But how long is it going to take you to get your mail straightened out? 
Oh, it, it's being straightened out right now. All right. But he knows where you live, right? Oh, yeah, he, he knows where he, I live. He knows where you are now. But he's a loser. He's not coming out to Michigan. I wouldn't put it past him. I really wouldn't. Yeah, this, this guy sounds... Uh, <clears throat> wouldn't cost a lot more than blowing up giant pictures of her as a child. Yeah. You know? Uh, I, get, I bet he worked in some sort of uh, film processing lab or something, though. Did he have some sort of connection? No, he just hopped on over to Kinko's. Really? Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, that, that, that is trouble, then. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Terry, yeah. um, uh, you've learned from your mistakes. This guy's an idiot. Uh, you get your mail straightened out. You have uh, changed your phone number. And if you hear anything that sounds close to his voice, you hang up immediately. Don't talk. That's it. And uh, you uh, alert the authorities. But uh, I assume uh, that this guy will uh, run out of steam if he gets nothing back. Because all these years you guys went back and forth, he got a little something back, even though it was a friendly thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. All right. I think it'll work out. You're in a different state. Uh, I, I, I Stay would feel away. all right. But, Stay away. Yeah, but don't have any kind of contact with this guy. Oh, people got a lot of energy. But isn't isn't it interesting how just you know some relatively innocent mistakes can just put people into horrible messes? Yeah, you know, like she was just trying. You know, she let herself get fed into this dependent relationship, and as opposed to standing up for what she really wanted right at the beginning, that's on the surface what she did. She didn't say, oh, "I really don't like this guy. I can't. I can't do this. I can't do this." She went, oh, "Okay, he really is into me. I'll go along with this." Right. A well, disaster. But when you come home and the guy has the uh, blown up pictures of you as is and your third birthday spread uh-huh. about. You don't hang out for another couple of months and no. then get you know get well, drunk and de- pass out in front of the guy. Dependencies. I know. Real All right, listen, I can't pass judgment on anyone. I was an idiot when I was uh, 20 or 21 or whatever, uh, too. But the point is, is you're out of there. You're out of harm's way. and um, Stay that way. Stay that way. Thank you, Drew. All right, uh, sell the next call, Drew. No. Okay. I began to float up and away. Buying a car can be a stressful experience, but True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Last month, over 45,000 cars were sold by the True Car Certified Dealer Network. And TrueCar.com users save an average of $3,046 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three steps go to TrueCar.com, find out what other people paid for the car you're looking for, then register at TrueCar.com to see the upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. And the third step is simple. Just print out your True Car Savings Certificate and take it to the True Car Certified Dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Every day, TrueCar.com users receive negotiation-free, guaranteed savings. Save time, save money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. And that's Dr. Drew. Hi. And you know, our job is to kid around a lot. Uh But yours is. But radon gas is no joke. (laughs) We we should do some PSAs, Drew. All right. uh, Love line 1 800 LOVE 191. Fax number. uh, Screw you with the fax number. Back to the phones. Uh, Matt, 25. Hi, I just want to call in about uh, the argument two nights ago with Dr. with Dr. Drew and Liam. Mm-hmm. From I, the uh, sneaker pimps. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
Well, I just thought I wanted to uh, register a big kudos for Dr. Drew. Like, you guys don't need, don't seem to know a whole lot about um, gay people, but Dr. Drew seems to know more than uh, Adam for sure, although it's kind of <laughs> clinical. Like, it was great when the Hellraiser guy was in there because um, he seemed to know from his own experience. Clive Barker? Yeah, that's right. Oh, uh, he's a great guy. Uh, listen, nobody knows more about the gay community than uh, me, Matt. Uh, I'll have you know that I was anointed uh, by the... A king of the queers uh, to be the one uh, heterosexual representative of the gay community. Sure you were. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. You think I'm kidding? But I just want to say that Dr. Drew is right on because that Liam guy doesn't know what he's talking about. I mean, like, too many people equate, like, being gay with drug abuse or whatever kind of, like, rebellious stuff he was talking about, and he just has no idea what's at stake. It really is a shame. Wait a minute. That wasn't his argument. No, he, he, was, he was advocating social change and that everybody should stand up for themselves just because how else are we going to change the prevailing uh, sort of uh, social environment? And I'm saying, that you, you know, it's, it's so pathetic when people don't think about the individuals and the impact that a particular recommendation or the behaviors or their political positions are going to have on individuals. The call was a 19-year-old calling from college who wanted to spring on his uh, very religious, very oppressive, very stern father that he was gay. Uh, Drew, and my reaction was that he should wait until uh, he's out of college because his folks are footing the bill for his college and may very well that, cut him off. That was yours. My As position was... couching it as this whole, like, rah-rah rebellion Yes, thing. right, exactly. Am like, I doesn't work, you know. That that just just doesn't cut it. Like, well, it's, it's right, exactly. It's it's a political position. It has there's no basis in reality for the human beings who are going through this. And it doesn't. It's not even going to be like effective. I mean, that's I'm gay, right. And I've been out for like four years, and only within the last like nine months out to my parents. And it worked out so much better to do that. But what what you needed, first of all, you needed clarity about who you were and what it meant for you to be gay. Secondly, right. you needed a support network of of peers that you could exactly. fall back upon. And third, you needed to be in a less dependent position with your parents. Uh, it, yeah. If you didn't, if you don't arrange all that before you go in, you're, you're either doing it as a reaction to something, which Adam picked up on, that is, he was just going in to to uh, piss off his dad, quite literally, or somebody's enticing you to do it for reasons that are unhealthy. Uh, Matt. Yeah. How's the Bahamian? <laughs> what do you mean how? Uh... I wasn't calling because I. All right, but just cur out of curiosity, is it is it intact? Uh, no. No, it isn't. I've been out for a while. No, I'm just saying. I, I uh, now where the the uh, trend is turning, but it, I've talked to a lot of gay men, and they're just into the oral thing. Well, there are those oral specialists out there, but you know. Oh, and I'll tell you, I believe. Uh, I know I'm going to catch some flack here. I believe men are better women at most things. I think uh, they're better cooks. Uh, they could probably clean better. They could they could do almost anything better except for the whole birthing thing. Uh-huh. Uh, so I believe. Now don't don't uh, listen. No, Anne's got a puss on. Here's what I'm trying to say. Actually, I'm just completely ignoring you. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So that's just a normal. It's not puss. even worth my puss. But here's here's the deal. This is a bit of an athletic endeavor. This um, uh, oral sex. Right. And I believe that a guy, once he's well-schooled, uh, like a guy like yourself, Matt, right. been around the block a few times, uh, been around the maypole, the fleshy maypole a few right. times, that you could probably do a better job orally than even an experienced woman. Would you agree with that? I would be willing to take the test. Okay. Well, uh, I'll... Uh, I, I don't know if I've... 
because I have uh, been with a couple of women a while back, and I can definitely say I'm a hell of a lot better than they are, but I don't know if, you know, experienced, how experienced they were. All right. All right. So you don't want to condemn all women because uh, you're with a couple who may have been drunk at the time, for all you know. There, there may be some people with some real technique out there. You know, I could learn some. Well, there certainly are some women to do that. But I'll bet you a guy, a gay guy, who's uh, had a lot of experience could really outdo a woman in the oral department. Do you have any ideas about how? Get specific, I, you know. What do you mean, how? Are you speaking from experience? No, it's just a uh, theory of mine. I'm guessing if you put a blonde wig on, I would get more pleasure out of you, Matt, than uh, even someone as experienced as uh, producer Ann, for, let's say. Huh. Okay? All right. All right. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> now Ann has a puss on. <laughs> Ann, uh, hey, it is Ann, 25. Yeah. Hi. Um, okay, my question is, I have been married for six years. <laughs> And my husband chose to leave me for another woman. And um, since then, I've had a really hard time. Um, we are going through a divorce. Mm. But <laughs> I discovered that I'm very dependent or codependent, whatever mm -hmm. the situation is. Um, are, are you in therapy or something? No, I'm not. He's using a lot of carefully chosen words. <laughs> He's chosen I, to leave me, and I'm so codependent. And, I've done a lot of thinking. <laughs> and reading, I suspect. Um but are you reading a book like uh, I'm okay, you're I'm so not. so? No. <laughs> no, it's just my personality to analyze such things. Okay. Um, but um, I went out to a club um, kind of as, you know, my husband was cheering me on. Oh, I have my woman. Now you go ahead and go find whatever you need. And I went to a club with good intentions and I got drunk and I haven't drank in the last six years. <laughs> and... Um, I met a guy and ended up making out with him on the floor and giving him my phone number and the next day I ended up at his house and we ended up having sex. Which is it's funny, guys go over to people's house, uh, women end up there. <laughs> uh, you, know, you know, and I'm saying guys, it's so funny, when, guy, when a guy describes picking up a woman, He'll describe it as if it was a laborious chore and he did all the work and overcame. Meaning he'll say, here's, here's how a guy describes it. I went out to the party. Uh, I slapped on an extra handful of aqua velva and I went to the club. And then I met this chick. She was really hot. She was sitting across. I saw going over. I slid a drink over to her and she had that. And then she looked at me and I went over and started talking to her. And she didn't want to talk to me at first, but I gave her another drink. And before you know it, we're out on the dance floor. The next day, I went over to her house. Here's how a woman describes it. Uh, before you know it, I was drunk, and I woke up in this living room. <laughs> one thing led to another. Oh, one thing led to another. Uh, I'm six months pregnant now. No, it wasn't quite like that. <laughs> well, anyway, um, we did end up having sex. and mm -hmm. A little vengeance uh, sex, a I, little, little payback for hubby? I guess, because it wasn't meaningful in any way. Um, he hasn't talked to me since, and I I didn't expect him to. Mm -hmm. But I've never been with anybody but my husband. Oh, really? <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, you like, have been naughty. The first for me to be with, and that's why I know that I'm codependent. I just don't know quite how to break the cycle, because I know my mother is also. So <laughs> I don't know how to get into the social stream without going down the street going, oh, I wonder if he's single. Oh, look, he's good looking. <laughs> I don't want to feel like I have to have a man. All right. Yeah, so is your dad an alcoholic? 
No, actually, my dad is a wonderful guy. He's a wonderful role model. Uh, W.C. Fields was a nice guy. Why do you say your mom is a a dependent person? Um, My mom and dad were divorced when I was just a baby. And my dad's always been in my life. He's always been there when I needed him. My mom has been remarried and divorced a couple of different times. And she's single now. And she does a single thing like... She'll call the newspaper and you know, oh, that's Mom's embarrassing the hell out of me. Uh, Ma, the, take the tube top off, for Christ's sake. You're 57 years old. <laughs> well, she actually has very high moral standards. She just needs a man in her life. She's desperately searching for a husband. Oh, and I boy. don't want to be like that. Yeah, you don't have to be. You're 25. Uh, there's nothing wrong with you. You're, uh, the only thing wrong with you is you question yourself too much. You're fine. Uh, she's a very dependent person. That's, that's true. I'm true. trying to build her up here, for Christ's sake, in the 30 I mean, seconds we have left. I mean, can't you can't, go along with me? Uh, how do you undo a lifetime of dependencies? It's not. Yeah, uh, that's a very good uh, question. And, how and, do uh, I undo this? <laughs> oh, jeez. Honestly, more than we can handle on the radio. All right, see, I was sending her off on a high note, and then True had to chime in with reality. Yeah, let me see if I can summarize uh, an entire, you know. All right, well, listen, we can't. Uh, Ann, I'll, I'll summarize. Okay. Get help. Uh, take it slow. A man is not going to correct you, even the right man. Do you understand? Right. Do not look to correct uh, what is inside of you by something uh, that is outside of you. Uh, there's a message. Right. That's uh, a message I'm right. sending out tonight. Uh, whether it be food, uh, a job, a car, a car, a relationship, or uh, for a lot of uh, people, uh, Jesus Christ, or money, or anything else, or money. Stop looking outside of you for uh, to, for for uh, objects to correct things that are inside of you. Right. Uh, look inside of you. And, for that. and one of the ways that you can start to have the experiences of feeling what those things are that you might be avoiding is by remaining alone for a while and having the courage to experience those feelings and explore them a little bit. All right. Uh, That's it. No, no. Shush. Shush, Drew. So always time, always time for the listeners. Uh, JC, 17. Hi. Um, I just have a question. Um, a year ago, I had two abortions, yeah. like right after another. Right. And um, I heard like this lady talking yesterday, some lady who had like an IUD. Yeah. Who she had three abortions. Oh, on the on the on the this show. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yesterday. Yeah. And it really scared me. I thought she must saw a talk somewhere. You know, somebody. Huh? Was... No, no. On our show, we yeah, had an yeah. IUD call. Please, yeah, I remember. Try to pay attention, Drew. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, um. I'm afraid, like, does that lessen my chance of getting pregnant ever again? Uh, abortions can have that complication, but they typically don't, at least not one or two. Uh, it, you know, there's all kinds of things that could happen. It's a surgery. But it, provided that they went without any uh, discernible complication, you should be fine, okay? What's up? Why'd yeah, you get pregnant twice? Huh? Why'd that happen? Because um, I'm stupid. <laughs> what happened? Mm. Okay, um, it was, like, kind of, like, not really the first time for both of us. I had sex before that, one time before that. Mm-hmm. But we, I guess we thought the withdrawal method worked. The withdrawal? <laughs> yeah, twice? We're pretty smart. And you tried that twice? Yeah. Uh, what are you doing now? Uh, I'm not having sex. We broke up. They're we doing the super withdrawal method. Yeah, the withdrawal abstinence method. All right, well, All right but, but you're going to get with a guy again, right? Yeah. And then what are you going to do? Um, I'm... I'm going to get on birth control. Actually, um, after the second one, I got on birth control. Oh, you did? Right. Yeah. Condom, right. condom still if you're with a new guy. Huh? Still condoms if you're with a new guy. Still yeah, have to practice yeah, safe definitely. sex, okay? Um, I have another question, though. Um, when you're pregnant, 
does that change your mood? Like oh, yes. And it, people people do not talk enough about the impact that having an abortion have on women's moods. You become bitchier. Well, you yeah, get you yeah. over, you can get very because depressed. While and, we were going out, I was not even like myself. I treated him like the well, worst. He was well, really there's, there's, there's two big issues. One is the biology of being pregnant and then having the pregnancy withdrawn from your body. That is a tremendous biological letdown. And also the issues of loss that women experience when they have a child removed from them. There's a lot of ambivalent feelings, a lot of connections that we can't even be consciously aware of that are broken. It is tremendously impactful women, and women are not rarely counseled and prepared for it. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll buy that. Why don't you try rapping at this time? Yo, yo, Hey, this is Greg Fitzsimmons, host of Fitzdog Radio on Podcast One. Join me and my guests, such as John Hamm, Zach Galifianakis, Jimmy Kimmel, Corolla, Hardwick, Rogan, all the big guns are with me. We talk about what it's like in Hollywood, behind the scenes, the real deal, the rage against middle age. Fitz Dog Radio on Podcast One, the home of podcasting. Uh, it's uh, the love line. Got with, one right uh, tonight. Yeah, <laughs> Engineer Mike, uh, he, he does that, uh, you know, his job is to point at me uh, so I know when to start. And he does that move. He's like a, a pitcher on the mound working out of a stretch, and he's got a man on first base. He eyeballs him. Uh, he looks over it. Then he looks in at the catcher. Then he looks back at the guy on first. And once in a while, he'll just step off the mound. Just trying to get make sure the guy doesn't uh, get too big a lead on it. He does that with me. And the good one is when he raises his hand to point to me and then uh, scratches the back of his head. That's my favorite uh, engineer Mike maneuver. All right. Uh, plum out of show. Again, uh, next week, uh, Natalia Saglua is going to be in. And then uh, Stephen Baldwin and uh, Tyra Banks and, uh, oh, Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold, yeah. Do. All right. So a uh, big week planned. Uh, I want to thank the beautiful Sherry and the lovely Lisa for doing great jobs on the phone uh, all week. Also, um, the lovely and spirited uh, producer, Ann, for uh, rubbing her uh, estrogen all over the show, as only she knows how. And, of course, um, it wouldn't be Loveline if we didn't thank uh, the wonderful uh, engineer, Mike, whose uh, trials and tribulations uh, this week could be uh, turned into a... Uh, a three-part miniseries. Uh, it'd be on UPN, but uh, nevertheless, a miniseries. All right. So until next time, this is Adam Carolla for Dr. Drew saying mahalo. This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are... This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.